Get inspired. Remember who you are. Welcome to the Spiritual Collection Podcast. Have you ever experienced a coincidence? Or maybe it was more than a coincidence. Maybe it was a synchronicity. A synchronicity is when something happens that is divine and you couldn't have predicted and you certainly couldn't have planned. Well, this lesson that I'm about to share with you today is full of synchronicities and coincidences. Almost to the day that I wrote this lesson, exactly six years ago, I met my very first guru. Six years ago, I signed up for a retreat and I went to go to a new spiritual retreat center for the very first time. This particular guru is quite certainly one of the most special spiritual teachers I have ever had the pleasure of learning underneath. And today, you'll get to learn from him too. This new spiritual retreat center I was attending offered weekend-long classes with multiple classes each and every day. Oddly enough, despite this retreat center's popularity, on this particular weekend when I went to go see him, no one else had signed up for that particular class that I had signed up for. So I was given a great gift. Despite how full classes would get each and every weekend, my very first time here at this spiritual retreat center, meeting an enlightened master and guru, I had the opportunity to spend the entire weekend one-on-one with him in our classes. Since it was just me and him for the weekend classes, he allowed me and gave me the opportunity to do Q&A, and he told me I could ask him any question. He told me, you are welcome to ask me anything. And with that in mind, in our very first evening class together, I did not hold back. Then I was a 26-year-old student of life, and I asked him pretty much every single question I had regarding this life experience. I remember asking, well, what happens when we die? What happens when you die? You're the guru and enlightened master. What does this life mean? How does a person even become enlightened? And if monkhood is a shortcut to enlightenment, why aren't we all signing up to become one? Why are there not long lines outside of ashrams and temples? And every single question I asked this guru, he had such an elegant answer. And how he answered everything made everything seem so simple, sometimes too simple. After years of studying underneath him now, I later coined the phrase that sometimes talking to him was frustratingly simple. It seemed like no matter how wild or complex my questions were, he never was phased or even offended. Though sometimes he seemed quite humored by my questions, especially the one when I asked him what was going to happen to him when he died, since he was already enlightened. And I still remember his question. He told me he was going to just simply go into the bliss. In the end... It was a very special experience, that first evening class that I had with him. And after class ended, what's interesting is I dreamt of him. 
And if you know anything about spirituality and spiritual beliefs involving gurus or enlightened masters, it is very rare to dream about a guru. And it's sad when you dream about a guru that your guru is actually coming to visit you in your dreams and is coming for the purpose to tell you special messages. It can also symbolize an awakening of the wise one within our own eternal guru. Well, in this dream, where I was dreaming about the guru, surprisingly, the entire dream had a theme of asking the question, are you ready? I remember in this dream, the teacher was asking his nuns and they were asking each other, whispering, is he ready? Is he ready? And I remember having the shocking realization in the dream that he they were referring to was me. They were asking if I was ready. So the next morning I woke up and I did know how rare it was to dream about a guru. And I was thinking about how special it was and how great my experience was in that dream. I didn't mention my dream to my teacher, my guru, because I didn't want to come off like a freak. And I also didn't know what it all meant. Was he ready? Was he ready? Was I ready? I didn't know. Later that weekend, the guru asked me a very important question. He said, where does stress come from? And I told him, well, of course, stress comes from our jobs. He said, no. I said, well, how about our relationships? And again, he said, no. And I said, well, certainly it comes from the madness that is this world. And he said, no. He said, stress comes from the eyes because that's how we see everything. So we see the work stress and it comes through our eyes. We see the discord in our relationships and it comes through our eyes. And we see the madness of this world and it comes through our eyes. And that weekend, one of the techniques he taught me, and I'm about to teach you, was a technique called Trotka meditation. In Sanskrit, Trotka means to gaze or to look. Trotka is where you stare at a flame or a black dot for extended periods of time. You keep your eyes open for as long as possible. So you're going to have tears streaming down your face because while you're trying not to blink, your eyes will resist. But you do this in order to physically release the stress that comes from within our eyes. Some say that Trotka is also an experience for opening up your third eye. It helps with intuition. It helps you relieve physical and spiritual stress and more. There are so many reasons why Trotka is a great form of meditation and so many reasons of why today I'm sharing that with you. There are thousands of forms of meditation. It's not just sitting there quietly. There's so many forms that show up in the form of walking meditations, trotka meditations, movement meditations, dance meditations, art meditations, and so much more. So if you've never meditated before, I'm going to encourage you to do it. And if you feel like meditation doesn't work for you, or maybe you just don't like it, I encourage you to try different forms. 
Saying you don't like meditation would kind of be like saying you don't like chicken. There are a thousand ways to cook chicken, so of course you cannot judge one chicken recipe against all the rest. The reason why I'm teaching you Trotka today is because in our lives, we have all witnessed a tremendous amount of stress. We've seen fear, we've seen arguments, we've seen war, passion, we've even seen violence. We've seen news headlines about death counts. We've seen headlines about removing people from office. We've seen people resign, threatening political action. And we've all lived this human experience in this world. So the first part of this message is to share this wisdom I learned from my teacher, my guru, which is the Trotka meditation. It is a way that we can cope with all that we have experienced. Additionally, in this message, I'm going to include links on how to do Trotka so you can all experience a meditation practice that will help you to finally release stress. Here is how I was taught to do Trotka. You take a piece of white paper and trace a coin in the middle of the paper. Once you've traced that coin, you're going to be left with a circle. Fill in the circle with dark, dark ink. After doing this, you will have a black dot in the middle of your paper. Take the paper and tack it up on the wall about a foot to two away from you at eye level. Now, I prefer to do this sitting down, so you can sit or you can stand, but I will sit, I will tack it up against the wall one to two feet away from my eyes. Once you have your black dot on the wall at eye level, go into your meditation with an intention. Stare at the black dot and keep your eyes open. When I did this, at the first time, my eyes would burn and I was only able to keep my eyes open for a few seconds at a time. However, the more I did it, the more I was able to keep my eyes open for minutes at a time. Just accept your eyes will burn and your eyes will water and that's okay. That is a part of the process. You actually want to have your eyes tear up. You want to release the stress that has come into them. Now, there's many ways to do Trotka. That's just my favorite. In the links that I'll provide along with this, you'll see other links on how to do Trotka in different forms. And whichever works best for you, do it. Use this technique to remove the effects of the stress that you have experienced within your eyes. And just like the dream I had after the first evening I spent with my teacher, my guru, the question was, is he ready? Today, you're not hearing this lesson on accident. There are no accidents. Everything is a divine coincidence or a synchronicity, like I started this meditation, this lesson with you, sharing you with that. So today, I'm asking you, are you ready? Are you ready to try new things? Are you ready to learn new things as you progress on your spiritual path? Are you willing? Are you ready? As you meditate for your next session, set an intention. An intention is simply what you're mindfully focusing on. It can be a word, 
a concept, or even a mantra. One of my favorite ways to meditate is by focusing my intention on silently repeating a mantra. And all that a mantra is, is a statement or a slogan repeated frequently. I've learned many mantras for different spiritual teachers, practices, and religions. Mantras are frequently used in yoga, meditation, and other spiritual practices. One of my favorite mantras is Sat Shit Ananda, which means existence, consciousness, bliss. So my favorite way to meditate is when I sit there and I consistently, silently repeat, Sat, Chit, Ananda. Sat, Chit, Ananda. Sat, Chit, Ananda. Existence, consciousness, bliss. It's a very relaxing mantra. And you can even take away specific words. For example, ananda means bliss. So sometimes when I'm intentionally focusing on relaxing or meditating, I'll just repeat ananda, ananda, because that is bliss. Another favorite mantra of mine that I will share with you today is om bhavam namah. Om bhavam Nama means my life is infinite potentiality. This mantra brings me feelings of liberation and knowing that all of the infinite possibilities exist in our universe. You can choose a mantra while you meditate, or you can choose a concept such as love, peace, or you can simply just be still. The goal with meditation is the consistent practice of bringing our awareness and our attention to the present moment. So, like with Trotka, you view that dot on the wall or you meditate on the candle flame. Or you sit in silence, silently repeating a mantra. Or you focus on your breath. Whichever way you choose to meditate, If you bring your attention to the present moment, you will consistently be able to bring your attention to the things that matter most. So today, in the midst of all of your duties and responsibilities, I am encouraging you to meditate today. If you've already meditated today, great, do it again. Today, try just to focus a little bit more. And perhaps during your meditation a day, you may also ask yourself, am I ready? Thank you for listening to the podcast of The Spiritual Collection today. If you enjoyed our podcast, we ask that you leave a review anywhere where you've been listening to your podcast today, especially Apple or Google Podcasts, that would help our podcast reach more people. Thank you for your support.